good morning. It's good to be here, and uh, I'm glad that you're here. It'd be a bit lonely up here on my own, wouldn't it, if nobody turned up? But the title for this morning is Privileged Insiders. Privileged Insiders. I guess most of us have been in that situation where we've been on the outside looking in. And this next picture gives an example of of a lady who is is very much on the outside looking in. And when we're in those times, we want to be part of the group. We, We want to be at the event, but we don't have a way in. No invitation, no ticket. And then somebody says, come and join us. Somebody says, I've got a ticket and I'll let you have it. Come with us. Have you ever been in that situation where you move from being an outsider and you become an insider? I have some incredibly good news that most of you know. You know, God has given a wonderful invitation to all who receive him, to all who believe on his name. He gives us the right to be called children of God. A lot of this service has been about that family, hasn't it? A lot of this service has has, has looked at that awesome sense of togetherness in God's family. And I want to say to you this morning, no one needs to be on the outside of God's family. Nobody needs to be an outsider looking in to the family of God. We have an invite from God today to every single one of us that as long as we believe and receive, we enter his kingdom. And if you're not in it yet, I'd love to share more about that with you today. So please come and talk to me afterwards and and I'll explain much more about how you can belong to the family of God. But that invitation is to you. I don't want anybody to miss that this morning. It's so important. You do not need to be an outsider in the kingdom of God. You can be an insider. So to those of us who already belong, we are privileged. Privileged insiders. We are not the odd ones out. Got a couple of odd ones out coming up. And... uh, No, that's the end of the sermon. We're not quite finished yet. (laughs) So the next one. Pretty obvious, isn't it? Which is the odd one out. Stands out. The next one. Bit harder to spot, but you will, I'm sure. Can you spot the odd one out? Poor chap. (laughs) You know, we are family. God's family. And I want us to go to Matthew's biography of Jesus Christ and to read something about that and the privilege of that in Matthew chapter 6 and starting at verse 5. And I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to pick some bits out as we go along. I'm going to start with Matthew 5, Matthew 6 verse 5. When you pray. Verse 7. When you pray. Verse 8. 
Your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, chapter 7, verse 7, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Insiders pray. Jesus said, when you pray. You know, sometimes we we use the terminology of, you know, my work life, my home life, my prayer life. And it's a bit like life being a pizza. And uh, I've got a a Domino's pizza coming up, hopefully. Which, uh, so it's a bit like, you know, our life is split up into pieces. And we've got a a piece that is our work life, a a piece that is our home life, a piece that is our um, whatever. And, and. It's, it's kind of, I think it's a really unhelpful way of looking at life. I think it's wrong. You know, my prayer life, my home life, my work life, my leisure life, my Leeds United supporter life, you know, etc. It's so unhelpful when we look at them as slices of pizza. Because if you put, the, this was the last pizza in the box, it's coming up. See, we, we had to have a Domino's this week just so I could do this sermon illustration. <laughs> the sacrifices that we go through for you knows no end. Think I, I, I believe it's so unhelpful because I need prayer in my home life. I need prayer in my work life. I need prayer in my leisure time. And I definitely need prayer for supporting Leeds United. (laughs) See, prayer is is like the sauce that's all over the pizza. It's all over it. It's not a prayer life. It's a life of prayer. Prayer is a core aspect of who I am as a privileged insider, as a child of God. You know, when we go to Domino's, the whole pizza is in the box. You know, there's not bits all over the place. The whole pizza is in the box. 
All of our life is in God. Not just a slice of it belongs to God and other slices belong elsewhere. Not all of it belongs to God. It's not just a little bit of me that is a child of God. Not all of me is a child of God. We are in the family of God. We are in Christ. We are privileged insiders. I really wanted to get hold of that. It's an awesome truth. You know, we are not guests. We're family. Between the age of 7 and 21, we lived next door to a family called the Hartleys. They were, they were great neighbours. And I would go around there, I don't know, two, three times a week. And I'd watch their telly uh, with them. I didn't kick them out, you know, we all watched it together. Uh, I would help work on their farm, and they were great friends. But I was a guest. I wasn't family. And I wouldn't dream of asking them for things in the same way that I would ask my dad or my mum. You know, I, I wouldn't dream of saying, could I have a biscuit now, please? Or, you know, could you buy me a new bike for Christmas? dream of it because I am a guest. I am not their child. I'm not an insider in their family. Jesus says, begin your prayer with our Father. Our Father. Don't confuse your heavenly father with an earthly father. If we'd had time to read on in chapter 7, we'd have seen that all earthly fathers miss the mark, however good they are. But a heavenly father gives good gifts. Why does a heavenly father give good gifts? Because he is good all the time. You know, some of the things that I've asked for from Father God have been bad for me and Father God has said no he said no you see God is not a Father Christmas with Father Christmas we put everything we want on a list and we hope that he will deliver those things on the list that's how it works no, God is far too good to give us everything we ask for And sometimes God says, wait. You know, Becky and I have been praying for a moving date so we can go (laughs) to Bristol and begin the church plant. And uh, yes, last week I was talking to somebody and I said to them, pray that we'll get news on Monday. And they said, oh, you've been a bit impatient. But 15 months ago, before we knew we were going to plant the church, and we knew God wanted the church planted, we felt God say that the church would begin in September. And what month is it? So, we thought, we've got to make plans. So, this Wednesday will be the very first core group meeting at Gemma and and Ashley's house. And we'll be staying with them from Wednesday to Sunday. And we'll go to Woodlands together as a core group. And then we'll have lunch together after that. So it's starting. So why are we not in our house yet? 
It'd be much easier. Why the wait? I rang the guy that we're buying off, who's buying a new build, and that's what's holding things up. And I, I, I rang him yesterday. And there's a hope that the completion date will be on the 26th of September. But during the conversation, he said this. He said, you are patient and a Christian. And he said it in the same sentence. You are patient and a Christian. I came off the phone absolutely buzzing. Because this guy, who is not a Christian, clearly not a Christian, says he's not a Christian, associated my patience with my relationship with Christ. You know, we want to get on with the the church plant, but the good father is working in the waiting. He's working in the waiting because this man is seeing Christ and we're not even there. And we want to bring Christ to people in Bristol. Offering Christ to people is what we do, isn't it? At the core of what we do is offering Christ. So in the waiting, that producing of patience, and I've not been patient all the time, so I don't want to hold myself up as a a virtue and I'm this great patient person. There have been moments when I haven't been that patient, but I was (laughs) in the phone call. And it testified to Christ. We are privileged insiders because Father God is good. And you might think about that and I might think about that and think, well, it's going to be easy then, isn't it? (laughs) Because we're privileged insiders and, and the Father is good, then we're just going to want to pray more than anything else in the whole world. Well, I wish I could say that personally, and I can't. There are times when I don't feel like praying at all. The hymn writer wrote these words, Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Did he make a conscious decision to wander? No. His heart was drawn away by other things, other people, and he neglected to make time to be in God's presence. Have you ever been there? I have. It happens so easily. In Matthew chapter 6, if you've read it all, Jesus uh, says, don't let other things become your treasure and get your heart because it will wreck your prayer life. It will wreck your relationship with God. In Matthew 7, Jesus says, don't let other people who are messing up become your focus because it will wreck your prayer life. It will wreck your relationship with God. We are not living in a vacuum. We have an enemy, Satan, and his strategy, one of his key strategies, is to stop you and me praying. It's one of his key strategies. That's what he's doing daily because he hates it when we pray because somebody has said the devil trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. 
He has no power to compare with that. So his first tactic is distraction. There are many, many exciting attractions. And we've now got 24-7 access to tablets, mobiles, TVs, laptops. Entertainment, 24-7. Many attractions. Second tactic is too busy. You know, Satan loves to get us worried about all the stuff of life. And if we'd read in chapter 6, verse 25 onwards, Jesus said, don't worry about stuff. You know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, and all of that stuff. And we can get so busy with the stuff of life. And Jesus says, don't. If we are too busy to pray, then we are too busy. And we need to do something about it. Satan uses busyness to rob us of time with our Heavenly Father. God has a word for each and every one of us today, and the word is be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. He is our Father, but He is in heaven. He is God. He is not our Father in a slum in India. He is not our Father in a council flat in London. He is not our father in number 10 Downing Street. He's not our father in Buckingham Palace. See, all those examples are at different levels of authority and resources. But let me tell you, they're all way down here. All way down there. Because they are all earthly. They're all earthly. Our Father in heaven. Far, far superior on another level altogether. We belong to a kingdom that is beyond the natural, it is supernatural. That is beyond the physical, it is spiritual. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We're asking for the supernatural. We're asking for the spiritual. We are asking for the eternal. So if our prayers are focused on the natural and the physical alone, then we're praying down here. If we're praying for a new house and a new car and a new job and all of that sort of things, the secondary. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God desires relationship with people. So when you and I pray for people to come to know Jesus Christ... We're praying up here. That's kingdom prayer. That's kingdom work. When Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So when we pray for church growth and for church plants to be established, we're praying up here. We're praying kingdom prayers. We're praying spiritual, supernatural prayers. We're praying your kingdom come. Let me tell you, Satan doesn't want you praying those kinds of prayers. 
He does not want you praying those sorts of prayers. He wants you on the shopping list, Father Christmas list. He doesn't want you on the kingdom stuff. James said the prayer of a righteous man or woman is powerful and effective. That brings me to another tactic of Satan. He would say to you, you're not righteous, you're sinful, you're not worthy of coming into God's presence. He wants us to feel outsiders. He wants us to feel unworthy. Well, okay, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. I love the hymn writer. He said, my sin, all the bliss of the glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole is nailed to his cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Forgive our debts. In other words, God, where I've fallen short of your ways, of your will, of your plan, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You see, when we pray, this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, he assumes that we have fallen short of his standard. You know, Satan would say, you've messed up so you can't pray. And Jesus said, you've messed up so you need to pray. (laughs) We've messed up. Don't let Satan keep you from prayer because you've messed up. Do what Jesus said. Say, Father, forgive my debts. Where I've fallen short. Father, forgive me. So don't be distracted. Don't be too busy. Don't feel unworthy. Pray and fast. Got an opportunity this Wednesday to Wednesday, where as a church we're saying we believe that fasting is what God wants us to do. We read, when you fast. Jesus said, ask, seek, knock. Prayer is not a slice of pizza, it's all of me before God asking. Fasting is all of me before God seeking and knocking. It's me sacrificing. Because all of me suffers when I don't eat. Doesn't it? Well, it does with me anyway. (laughs) And when you say, I'm not going to watch TV, I'm not going to go on Facebook, I'm not whatever. You are saying, all of me is getting involved. I am seeking and I am knocking. There is a greater level of intent. There is a greater level of seriousness. Rather than just asking, I am seeking, I am knocking. So when we're praying for those who don't know the Lord and we're saying, God, I desire that you would bring into your kingdom Gary, Martin, etc., etc. We're saying, God, I'm really serious about this. I want your kingdom to come in their lives. I want to see these people come to know you. So I'm knocking. I'm knocking. That's why I'm not eating, God, because I'm knocking. Also, we say, God, 
I really want to see St. Austin Light and Life grow. And the other churches. I want to see the Bristol plant established. So I'm not eating so that you may know I really desire this. I want your kingdom to come in this church and in the community of St. Austin and the surrounding area, the community of Bristol. I want your kingdom to come. I want people to see your light and experience your love. We are going to be seeking and knocking in prayer and fasting. I want to encourage you, come and join in. In preparation, I want us to to stand and we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together. See, this this is, please stand, this is not about me, it's about us. It's not, Jesus didn't say, pray my Father. He said, pray our Father. It's not a a slice of pizza, it's the whole pizza. But it's not even that, it's a pile of pizzas. (laughs) All of us in it together. Every single one of us is in this together. It's our Father. And I bring all of me and you bring all of you. And we come as privileged inside us. In the kingdom of God, the family of God. Isn't it an awesome privilege to say to the God of heaven, our Father? Isn't that awesome? So easy to become familiar with this incredible privilege. So let's say this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Remain standing. want us to say our mission statement together, which really brings this prayer and says, we want... God's love to impact lives. You want God's kingdom to touch lives. So if you have the next slide, please. So let's say our mission statement together. To see God's love transform lives as we follow him.